and welcome to uh, another episode of Overwhelming Strength is Boring, uh, a health and fitness podcast uh, with a hopefully slightly more lighthearted approach to the world of health, fitness and well-being. Uh, each week I'll have a different guest on uh, with their own fitness journey and experiences and together uh, we should get a little bit more insight into the vast world of health and fitness through a slightly more relatable perspective. Uh, anyway, so this week's guest is Jason Croxon, a very good mate of mine, uh, and I'll let him introduce himself a little bit more. You've already stolen the two main things, Jason Croxon and a good friend of yours. So <laughs> what else is there in my life? Um, I suppose I'm 32, mm-hmm. uh, a dad of two. And I, I guess the reason you've got me on here is that I am a, a member of CrossFit Bath. Uh, and I also uh, coincidentally run the CrossFit Bath podcast. So the, the official podcast of CrossFit Bath, which I'm sure I will reference a number of times in our discussion today. And I'm yes. sure if you look in like the show notes or the description of this episode, you'll find links to mm. that podcast as well. Mm. I guess I will have to now do that. Yes. <laughs> that wasn't planned, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, no, yeah. Like obviously we were just chatting before we press record, but this is kind of weird for both of us because I find this slightly more nerve-wracking because I haven't done this a lot. You are literally the second time I've done a podcast and you podcast and you've been on quite a few shows as well. Yes, but never this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's fine. I did a I recorded a podcast like 2 days ago and I think we recorded a good 45-minute podcast, turned off the the mics and then spoke for another hour and a half. Yeah. All, all the things that we weren't allowed to say on on the record, I could say. So it's it is weird when you when you know that people are going to be listening to it, you suddenly feel a little bit self conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't worry, Pete. Get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I was more nervous having Tara last week because she's my sister and I know what she's like. Uh, so like, I was, I was just like, don't say anything weird. <laughs> but she was all right. She was all right. She was all right. I, I have notes. I have oh, notes. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. So she said, oh, I, you know, I didn't know when you mentioned me. Obviously, all the notes I have are about <laughs> me uh, when you mentioned I was going to be on. And and, yeah. and I feel that your sister's only ever seen me wearing a suit. Yes. And yeah. so it's very much my Clark Kent look. Yes. You know, she conceals never... everything. So I, I, I can accept that she would have no idea I do any form of fitness at all. No, she's, she's never seen you in human form. Exactly. <laughs> Which is fine. It's fine. The way I like it. Uh, and you did ask, you said to her you were planning to ask to borrow a kettlebell. Oh, you yeah. did ask. Yeah. And I told you no. So no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've asked many people like for kettlebells. This is one of the weird things. Like before we get on to our actual podcast, I find this very strange that due to isolation, everyone's going crazy with buying fitness equipment. You can't buy a pull-up bar, you can't buy dumbbells, you can't buy a kettlebell. Um, it's you're struggling to even find things like uh, correct cross training shoes or running shoes and stuff like that. There's nothing around. Yeah, the one of the owners of, uh, of CrossFit Bath, he just put out a, a message to the, the two gyms, um, the one in Trowbridge and the one in Bath, basically saying this, you know, guys, I understand it's really difficult to buy equipment. And so he's recommending people to buy resistance bands mm. and he'll oh. start programming them into workouts just so there is something for for people to do because some of us have got like a bit of kit at home yeah uh, and some don't have anything uh, there's a community um kind of like they they do the, the the crossfit open every year 
which is a, a online competition and they've just done a special one. it's going to run for three weeks and it's uh, uh, all the funds when you basically sign up you can you can do it for free but you can give a contribution and you select what affiliate you go to and then that money goes to that affiliate to help them uh it's just weird that they've done this you know not, not to criticize but i can because it's not my podcast today so i can <laughs> i'm free to but um like the, the workout today was uh, a 10 minute amrap of push-ups no sorry air squats then it was nine dumbbell snatch on your right arm 10 push-ups nine dumbbell snatch on your left arm with a 22.5 kilo dumbbell i don't have one of those lying around at home no. and not a lot of people do so it seemed odd that this sort of at home workout to bring the community together a lot of us just had to do the scaled option so there was a, a variation you could do but mm. it just means you're kind of already out of the competition before it begins just yeah 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 because you well, don't own that no well i was like i wanted to get into using kettlebell stuff so i was looking at and i've been practicing a couple moves like the uh but i don't have a kettlebell but i have uh dumbbells so i've been doing swings but with the dumbbell which kind of work and the clean and press which is fine the turkish get up is is okay i just have to be very careful with how if i have it too heavy you can be a bit like funny with your wrist because you can't let it drop like a kettlebell so um yeah it's okay it's okay i guess people are just gonna have to make do with what they've got and personally because i only really like 95 percent of the time do bodyweight exercises i'm like sort of in my element with working out at home because it's all i've ever done um but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens with people's fitness over the next few months it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to all that equipment once the <laughs> lockdown ends and people uh, don't have any reason to stay at home anymore so yeah. uh, if you do want gym equipment my advice wait yeah <laughs> and pick up a bargain as soon as we can all leave yeah. the house when it's cheap I, um, I do have a kettlebell. Uh, yeah. The problem I've got is it's it's not it's not not a good one. It's just it's kind of a, a big plasticky one. So it's it's mm. twenty kilos, but it's mm. the handle is really fat, and you've got like the vacuum form sort of uh, you know the seam yeah. when they kind of yeah. and uh, when you're like doing a, a, a snatch or something where the handle's rotating within your hand. Yeah, it's just sort of starting to cut away inside oh. your hand just because it's sort of badly molded. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know beggars can't be choosers. No, I have a um, really, really good mate of mine um, called Skippy. Well, he's not called Skippy, he's called Luke. Where's his nickname, Skippy? Anyway, um, he, he's a... Thanks stoke. for clarifying. I would, have been, <laughs> I would have been so confused for age. I've just been sitting here the whole time going, did his parents call him Skippy? What's going on? The weird thing is, like, while we were at school, even the teachers got to a point where they called him Skippy. Um, but his name is Luke. But he, he's a stonemason. And he sort of messaged a bunch of us on a WhatsApp group the other day saying he needs a project to make something and i said can you make me a kettlebell <laughs> and he he's found this website that can sort of do the maths of how big something out of stone has to be for a particular weight and i asked him could you make me a kettlebell and kind of yes bar the handle he could kind of make me one but to make it a 16 kilogram oh, one i wanted <laughs> bar the handle yeah arguably the most important part <laughs> it's basically he could make me a ball um but it would have to be huge it would have to be huge because you know obviously iron or or steel weighs more but so yeah we'll see what happens there anyway 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 um 
CrossFit, man. CrossFit, CrossFit, CrossFit. So I've got a load of questions about CrossFit, but the first thing I wanted to touch on was its popularity. Its popularity in the last maybe year or two or three has absolutely spiked. Why do you think that that is? Yeah, it's it's an odd one because part of part of the reason it's sort of spiked is also almost a negative <laughs> if that makes sense um so the crossfit games yeah. is is something that I, I suppose you know netflix had quite a number of the uh, the games documentaries where they were following the crossfit games and you know so much stuff on youtube and even as it grew as a sport you would start to see articles in other sport magazines and journals focusing on the athletes or when you had things like the top 100 athletes in the world and they would have a, a CrossFit athlete in there. So it started to become well-known for that, which is a sort of a little bit of an issue because the CrossFit Games isn't really CrossFit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's something that in the last... Well, it's funny, while its popularity sort of has grown as a sport on the one hand, internally within the company of CrossFit, the games are having less and less uh, focus uh, to the point that a huge majority of the staff that worked for CrossFit, for the CrossFit Games, were, were fired. And wow. the, the budget of the games was dramatically cut. The, the, the kind of last year, the, the whole way the games functioned was completely different because Greg Glassman, who's the, the founder of CrossFit, he, he feels that it alienates the people that need to do fitness. So he, he is on a mission to change the world uh, and and he feels like, you know, he needs the people that are sat at home on their sofas to start training. Yeah. And it, when they see the games, they just immediately think, well, I could never do that. So they don't bother. <clears throat> and they don't understand that everything is um, infinitely scalable is sort of a phrase that gets thrown around. And uh, there's quite a few episodes of the, the CrossFit Buff podcast that talk about this very thing, like why do you train and about the fact that anyone can train and the difference between programming for health and fitness. Uh, you know, like the Shaq's one, one of the owners, he kind of has to balance programming what people need versus what looks cool and they want to do. So yeah. like a lot of people want to do overhead squats they don't have the mobility to do an overhead squat. So they would actually be better off doing a front squat or a back squat, mm. doing something to build their mobility in the overhead position. But an overhead squat looks cool. So they want yeah. to do them and they shouldn't really put themselves in those positions. So that, that's sort of an issue. But I, I suppose it's just really that, that the, the games had a big push. There was um, once a lot of people got fired, there was a, a larger spread of sort of uh, independent journalism and youtubers and different ones that were promoting crossfit so i suppose for that it sort of got got spread around a lot yeah it's quite interesting something you touched on <clears throat> the like the crossfit games and stuff the stuff that was initially popular not being what it's at all about that's sort of one of the reasons that i spoke to tara last week about wanting to start a podcast because i'm finding a lot of podcasts and youtubers and fitness people uh they're showing off a, a level and a scale of fitness which is either unattainable or unrealistic for normal people um 
so it's interesting to know because I've always looked at CrossFit at seeing it and thinking that is for super fit people. But then knowing you in <laughs> no, 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 that's not, that's not what I meant. Wow. No. <laughs> that is not what I meant. So that I, hurt. Like, like knowing you in real life and talking to you like in real life about it, I realize ah, it's a scalable thing. People can enter at any level. And also I know a couple other people from the club, like Vicky as well. And um, yeah, so I've heard different aspects and, and different experiences from the same club, which will make it sound very cool. And I'm very much looking forward to, obviously, annoyingly now in the future, to come along and, and try it out. Um, something that I, I've like known about the popularity of it, the first time I came across it, I think before you'd go into it, was one of the movies, was it Froning, Fittest Man in History, that movie? Yeah. And I watched that, and then I also watched The Fittest on Earth. So two very well-known films to do with it. Um, but obviously, they're very game-focused. They're very competition-focused. Um, so they're, they're big. It, that put it in a new light for me of how big CrossFit was. Yeah, so like Froning. Uh, so there's a... So this is... First, you kind of have to divide the CrossFit um, community. So they're, they're, they're very community-driven Thing. it's all about the community and, and, and the, they have a big a big push on that but within the, the kind of people that do crossfit uh speaking with with a, a guy the other day who's kind of a, a pundit for for crossfit we were talking about this and how it's it's really like an 80 20 split for people that care about the games so 80 percent of crossfitters don't really care um they they couldn't tell you who you know they couldn't tell you the name of a crossfit games athlete um, on the CrossFit Buff podcast, I've had numerous different guests. I've had a CrossFit Games athlete on. It has the lowest number of downloads of any episode I've done. Huh. Uh, an episode talking about nutrition with one of the local coaches has a much higher rate of downloads because the majority of, of the, the two gyms that it's catered for specifically and then other people that have found it, they don't really care about games athletes. The 20% that do care are obsessed. Mm. And they can tell you everything about the games and who, who's won all the last years and you know all these different kind of uh, moments in games history. So the 20% that care really care. Yeah. And then the 80% that don't care, you know, they may be watching an event or they watch a local event, but it's not, it's not really a big thing for them. Uh, Rich Froning, so he was the first person to win four times in a row. Wow. Um, and he became... You know, it was basically, he was the best, yeah. uh, the best individual CrossFit athlete. He retired from individual competition. He still competes on a team and his team is also pretty much unbeatable. Uh, they have lost, but in recent, the most recent years, they are the team to beat. Like they go in pretty much with it locked down. Uh, they were in London a few months ago for strength and depth, which they won was a quite a tight race actually surprisingly so but so he is still competing on a team he will not go individual again but he is you know he is considered the greatest of all time to all the crossfitters that started from a certain time yeah and then the more recent ones it's matt fraser so matt fraser yeah. Yeah. has now also won uh four times mm. and will probably win well the games I think has been cancelled probably at this point probably would have won a fifth um, they're very different in yeah. in their approach um, and there's a lot of debate about who is more dominant 
because Matt Fraser will basically have won the competition apart from the last year where there were a lot of changes, but in previous years, he had basically won before Sunday. So all he wow. needed to do was turn up and do the events. Wow. And even if he came last in like every event, he'd still won because his point spread was so, he was so far ahead. Whereas Froning, you kind of got the impression he never worked harder than he had to. Mm. So he would just go fast enough to beat whoever was next to him kind of thing. So, so it he, was a... He knew he was that good almost. So he, he didn't have to put too much effort in to each thing until he really needed to. Is that what you mean? Or... Yeah, kind of. You you just literally see him constantly looking left and right on the field. And if somebody mm. sped up, he'd speed up a little bit. So you don't know what he could have done if he just decided to like let go on the from the beginning just kind of go all out because yeah. he sort of didn't need to so he didn't um huh. i mean he's still a, a phenomenal athlete and, yeah and even now but that's also where the problem is is that like the games takes a massive toll on your body because it's yeah. a level of training and a level of competition that is not healthy and no. this is where the other problem comes in so there's sort of this this divide between sickness, fitness, and wellness. Wellness is in the middle. Mm. And if you go too far to the extreme of fitness, there are detrimental effects it has on your body. Oh, and so, um, and, and that's not just within CrossFit, that's any sport. You look yeah. at any professional sport, they get injuries that they wouldn't get yeah. if they weren't pushing themselves to you know, the absolute limit, basically. No, I, it's in everything. Um, that's another thing, like, that when people knew that I was going to have uh, you on and that you, you did cross... Who are these people? Just who people. are these people? No, you don't need to know who they are. Just people. Uh, the fabled people. Um, but when, when a lot of people knew that you had uh, an amount of knowledge on CrossFit, the same thing came up in a question or when they heard that it was going to be primarily about CrossFit, they always said risk factor they're always talking about the risk of the exercises. And I know from talking to you, like form and correct form is, is priority. But that's another thing, possibly, I don't know, is that another thing that is uh, different between training at your local gym with trainers and training for competition when you're seeing them trying to hit a mount or hit a time? So obviously in competition, Yes. If you're told to do this as fast as you possibly can, mm. then that is going to increase the, the risk factor, no doubt. Uh, and again, exactly the same in any sport. If you're told to do something as fast as you can, as hard as you can to, the, to an extreme level, but even um, like games athletes in their training, they're not doing that. They're pushing themselves, but they know that if I injure myself now, I'm not going to be able to compete and win. And, you know, it's prize money. That's their, you know, for a lot of these people, that is their only source of income now. So they cannot mm. take unnecessary risks that are going to cost them 10 grand down the line because they could have won that competition, but they injured themselves so they couldn't compete kind of thing. Like before you increase the load, you need to have the technique down. You yeah. need, so it's like method, load, intensity, I think is the thing. So it's sort of first make sure you can hit a lift every time. Yeah. Then you can increase the the weight, and then you can increase sort of how fast you're going and things like that. The I think the biggest issue for CrossFit is stupid CrossFitters. Yeah. So, of course, there are people that are just doing 
ridiculous things and filming it mm. and hurting themselves yeah. and then that goes viral yeah you know yeah. N- none of the the images i post go yeah. viral because they're very plain and boring and yeah. oh look at this person doing quite a reasonable lift yeah in, you know a weight he knows he can handle even like if it's a pb for me mm. it's a pb of like two kilos on top of what i'm usually mm. you know what i mean they're, they're very incremental jumps yeah. Uh, they're always usually on a day that we've put set aside for trying to hit a new PB. So we kind of work in waves. There are some bad coaches as well. Mm. So um, in Bath, we have uh, one of the owners, Ollie, is basically the rep for CrossFit in the UK. So it's his job to go and speak with all the other CrossFit gyms in the UK, report back to HQ. Uh, if, you know, stuff like with now with uh, COVID-19, yeah. feedback from HQ comes to him. He can speak to the other gym owner. So he's you know, he's somebody very in the inner circle of what's going on. Uh, yeah. The other two coaches are also very experienced. They've been doing it for a long time and you don't get that everywhere. Uh, mm. That's another reason why on the podcast, this is one of the things we talk about a lot is kind of this, this issue with regards to it being dangerous. Yeah. I had a, a, an episode of the podcast with a, um, a professor from the university of Bath Uh, And it was all about risk assessment. And he has actually done a a study on CrossFit. That's um, cool, man. (laughs) About whether or not it's dangerous. And I can tell you that running is more dangerous than CrossFit. So more people get injured running than they do performing CrossFit. Uh, If you listen to that podcast, I have exact numbers. I do not remember them now. Uh, Obviously, CrossFit is a lot less dangerous than something like rugby. That's a contact sport. There again, in competition, those numbers do increase uh, a lot. But also in something like rugby, mm. the numbers between practice and a game also increase dramatically. So, yes, there are uh, there, there are people that get injuries, but even then, the majority of injuries usually stem from like a, a, something they've had in the past. You know what I mean? Like, I've always had, so like, I I don't really have an injury. I have an issue with my shoulder. Yeah. Often. uh, And occasionally we do a lot of overhead. So it's a lot of um, like split jerks. Maybe you're doing a heavy split jerk or thrusters or any kind of movement with the the barbell, dumbbell, warble, something like that. There's a lot of overhead movement. And occasionally it just, my shoulder just lights up. Yeah. That's from being hit, you know, in in a car (laughs) when we lived in Italy multiple times so <laughs> same same incident <laughs> three separate incidents here yeah, got hit from the front hit from the side and hit from the back in wow. in the car um over the course of a few years but the last one that uh, where we were stopped at a traffic light and somebody just went into the back of us cool. and sort of moved us through the light that really messed up my shoulder yeah so occasionally now it will flare up because I'm exercising. So now is that a CrossFit injury or is that an injury, you know, a pre-existing issue that yeah. I have to be, what's good about that is if that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember a couple of times I was doing, you know, wall balls mm-hmm. and I just felt it go. We still had maybe five rounds of, you know, this sort of circuit to do. Yeah. Shout over to the coach. I'm like, can't do wall balls. So he's like, Gra- all right, grab the wall ball, do, you know, bear hug squat. Yeah. So there's always something you can swap out you're always going to have people that push themselves more than they need to. Oh no. And, I, and, and they hurt themselves. So yeah. at that point, 
is it dangerous? It depends on on the person, doesn't it? Yeah, I've um similar sort of injury in my back due to a vehicle incident. And <laughs> and if I push myself too hard, I it tweaks. It tweaks. But the problem is is that I'm then out for a good few days, maybe a week. And my problem is because I enjoy exercising so much because it's a habit now. Um I will like go thinking, oh, it's okay. It's been a couple of days. I can go back into it, but I do. And then it's off for another week. And before I realized it, I'm pushing myself into week after week after week with the same pain when all I need to do is just take a step back, do something different, or maybe just do some general like conditioning as opposed to, or stretching as opposed to heavy, heavy, heavy. I think a lot of people are all or nothing nowadays, I think. Um, with the pressure you get from stuff like um i don't know social media and and sort of body image and stuff i think people do go really heavy too much uh, i think it's like the the classic kind of no pain no gain yeah fra- you know phrases that get thrown around are are nonsense because i mean you know a good pain yeah doms that's that's good that means something's happened that occurs well after a workout if you're in pain during the workout like yes discomfort definitely um but real pain then you should stop uh, yeah. you're, you're you're in a compromised position you're you've got something wrong and you are making it worse really yeah. um as i said that's different from discomfort that you know my legs are on fire yeah that's that's okay but <laughs> if it's if it's a physical kind of a physical pain then you need to to work out why you're you know are you in a, a bad position is your mobility restricted uh, is the weight too heavy you know and and speaking with different uh, coaches they've said things like that like having people walk out of a class because they they stripped down their bar for them they told them the weight was too heavy they didn't listen they kept going they stripped the bar down persons walked out but at the end of the day they'd rather do that than have that person injure themselves well it's reputation and, at the end of the day well exactly so if you look at the the pyramid of, of CrossFit, sort of the, the methodology, mm. it starts with, you'll be happy to hear, nutrition at the bottom. So like Yay. the biggest <laughs> thing is nutrition. Yeah. Uh, then it's metabolic conditioning, gymnastics, weightlifting, sport. So that, that mm. sport, that pushing yourself, that's the tip of the spear, the tiniest little bit. Before that, you've got all these other blocks that are much more important. So in the day, I like it that nutrition is at the bottom because I'm always saying to people that 80 percent of your your health and fitness and well-being is in the kitchen. It's your nutrition. Actually, that's something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, supplements, man. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I've personally been up and down on supplements for years, and I'm not on any anymore at all. No yeah. protein, no BCAAs, uh, no collagen, no creatine. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Like, what's your views, like, personally? Uh, my personal views, I would say if you if you can get away with not having them, that probably is best. You know, if you can get all your protein from uh, natural sources, great. I can't. Uh, you know, my, my lifestyle and my, my diet at the moment doesn't allow for that. Um, you know, as I've mentioned, father yeah. of two, so there's a lot of, you know, Kind of, kind of having to do quick and easy meals at home and and just 
it's just it's just not you know that easy also you know we have to budget our you know our shopping expenses and things like that so i do supplement but that's exactly what they are right supplements so you have your your healthy diet you know as healthy a diet as you can as you can have and then if you feel like okay i'm not getting enough protein you're supplementing the protein Uh, obviously understanding that it's no different than if you were getting that protein from a natural source it's yeah. not that protein in a powder is somehow a uh, super protein that's going to do anything different. No. So I do have, um, I have protein powder that I, I, I don't even take it every day. I take it when I, when I need to. Yeah. Um, and I am on uh, creatine as well. Mm. Uh, mm. And that's just something else I have those two, but that's again, because I, I don't feel I do get enough protein in my diet at the yeah. moment from from natural sources it'd be great if i could but you know when i'm usually working i'm out like the whole day and i can't kind of come home and have a nice cooked (laughs) steak for lunch yeah Uh, but yeah Yeah. i i I know some are you know some some use some don't yeah at the end of the day as long as you understand that it's a supplement and it is to supplement a, a healthy diet that's fine if you think it is some type of steroid that will you know, help you do things that you wouldn't be able to do without it then you've mentioned it last last episode a placebo effect maybe you might get that yeah. but it is just an alternative source of of protein yeah. um breaking it down to then all the extra stuff no probably doesn't serve a purpose uh, i've seen a i saw actually today a, a picture of like a guy a guy in a swimming pool pouring a, a bottle of water over his head and like the idea was uh a uh, protein powder and then having bcaas and it's just sort of like you're you're just putting more water into a swimming pool full of water like if you're having protein you don't need to have bcaas there no it's a good illustration (laughs) um if someone was obviously it's weird talking about stuff which is going to almost be uh slightly impossible for the next few months yeah um until everything's back and running and open again but if someone was thinking about joining crossfit and they were thinking oh i'm not quite sure i don't know what to expect is there like a rough sort of like uh like a couple little things that they would expect on like their first day there or their first week there what would you say so generally if you so depending on where someone is listening to this it, Mm. it can be slightly different but generally you'll have an, an on-ramp or a introduction course. Uh, it's very rare. I know some gyms do it. Mm. They probably shouldn't, but I know some <laughs> do where you just can turn up, sign up a membership fee and they're like, okay, join the class. Uh, it's not. So you've got a coach that's following the class. How big's the class? If it's 10 people and you've never done a CrossFit before, that's probably fine. If it's, mm. 30, 40, 50 people and you've never done CrossFit before, it's going to be difficult for that coach to coach an entire class and keep an eye on you. Yeah. So usually there's an, an on-ramping that in, in Bath, for example, it's, um, it's basically four weeks, twice a week uh, with a catch-up session as well in case you miss one of those two sessions where they walk you through the kind of the fundamental movements, the things you would expect to be doing. You're not going to do everything you do in a class. Every class, coaches will walk you through all the movements you're going to do in that class so if you do get something you've never done before um that's fine generally if you get through that let's say uh the way a, a normal 
CrossFit session works is you have the the WOD, they call it the workout of the day. Mm -hmm. That always changes. Again, some gyms, uh, I think our gym puts it up day of, you can log in and see what the WOD is. Some don't put it up, some put it up, you know, weeks in advance, depends. But basically you go in, you'll have the coach, you're in a class, they'll take you for a warm up. They'll walk there, talk you through the workout. Um, so, okay, for example, today, I can only really do today's, which is, is a little bit over, but so we had air squats. So that's pretty simple. Air squat is demonstrated. Uh, pretty much everyone can do an air squat unless you're going to have some really serious mobility issues, yeah. in which case probably they'll give you an alternative like squat onto a box or onto a chair uh, and just stand up. So sit down on a chair, stand up basically. Uh, then we would move to the, the dumbbell snatch. So that's a little bit more of a technical movement. They sort of show you how to do the movement. With that, what's the scaling options is probably weight, right? So mm -hmm. how heavy can you go? Again, if you've got an extreme shoulder issue, you can't extend your arm overhead. Maybe it would get changed into something like a dumbbell clean, but you'll, you'll talk through that. Uh, then we have the push-ups. So again, what's push-up? This you know an example of a, a correct push up with the correct form no sort of snaking of the back and, and hips yeah okay can't do that do it from your knees can't do it from your knees do it on a on a sofa can't do it on a sofa do it against a wall like these are your scaling options then it has everybody got something they can do so our workouts might be slightly different we're doing the same thing but we might have slightly different scaling options yeah. uh, and then so today it was a 10 minute amrap so it's basically go for 10 minutes as many rounds of this circuit as you can do yeah. so our scores will be quite different as this one was sort of a, a competition one um there is a leaderboard i can literally see the scores and so i saw somebody had like 200 reps in total uh, and someone else has got up to you know 350 360 something like that so within we were doing exactly the same thing but there's a good you know 150 rep different at wow. the end of that workout because someone is you know much fitter much faster much stronger and somebody else is just doing it to stay healthy yeah but that's pretty much how how it works and then finish with a cool down so within that one hour that you go there's a warm-up there's an explanation of the workout there is the workout there's some stretching and a cool down and you're done within the course of that that's why i go because mm. I don't have to think about it. Every week it's different. Occasionally you'll repeat a workout and it's sort of a uh, almost test. You know, how did you do last time? How are you doing this time? Yeah. But but pretty much that's the system. You you go in, you follow the workout, and the workouts, the whole concept of CrossFit, because it's something else you you mentioned on your last podcast. Yeah. I'm a I'm a student, <laughs> a student of the podcast genre. So you know, uh, you were talking about. Uh, this idea of like machines versus barbells mm, yeah. and that machines you know this idea that you're not being put into that position in daily life yeah okay and that is basically crossfit in a nutshell isn't it the whole concept yeah. is functional fitness yeah. functional movement so being so even if you go back through that that triangle that i mentioned before so nutrition at the bottom then what was it metabolic conditioning so basically cardiovascular system in life what's going to be more important it's probably going to be how long you can run how far you can run then how much weight you can lift if you're thinking about just general you know survival functioning in life you know you're walking up and down stairs more often than you are 
picking up a heavy load and moving it from one place to another. Yeah. Uh, then gymnastics, the ability to move your body weight mm. is more fundamental. You know, if you fall over, you need to be able to get yourself back up. That's a burpee, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you need to be able to climb over something. You pull yeah. your body weight up, move your body. That again is fundamental. Then weightlifting. So being able to carry a heavier weight is important, but it's not as important as being able to move your own weight. So the whole concept is function, function. and being yeah. in positions that you can move efficiently. Yeah. It makes more sense because if you look at how our sort of like body is is designed, it's designed to to climb, to run, to to walk around, you know. Um it doesn't need necessarily not that there's anything against people that want to get big and you know massive because i've got mates that look like that and they aspire to be that way and it's like fair enough that's your goal that's cool but it's not necessarily what our bone structure in my opinion is supposed to support and i think that's where you can get some issues you look at people like um his name eddie hall the massive like uh english is it eddie hall i think so yeah um but he has sleep is it apnea sleep apnea a lot of these big bigger guys develop breathing issues because they're body cannot support their mass they're too big so to have functional fitness i think is is far superior personally over uh, sort of like an aesthetic or like a size and that's that's something i love about um my calisthenic stuff is because i'm using my body to uh, get to its peak sort of fitness of what my skeletal structure and what my sort of injuries would allow um but yeah um if is there any sort of like equipment needed for someone to start crossfit or stuff that you would advise to sort of like maybe get over time so you don't need anything really uh a decent pair of shoes is probably yeah. the most important thing then the only the only piece of equipment that you really want to have your own is the jump rope um oh, okay and, and that's just because they are tailored to size basically so gyms might have a spare one knocking around mm. but it's probably going to be either slightly too long or slightly too short for you so we do well we do if if you can do them um, we do quite a lot of double unders so sort yeah. of the rope passing twice on each jump uh, oh, again yeah. if you don't have it so scaling it down single skips scaling it down you can just put a weight plate and just jump on and off a plate Okay. So there are always options, but you will find with your own rope, you just, it's just better. You just will, it, you'll know your rope, you can get into your, your double unders, you can start to hit them uh, in succession. So uh, maybe when you begin, you'll be doing single skips, then you'll probably do something like a single skip, double under, single skip, double under, and then eventually yeah. you'll work up to just hitting out double unders. Um, it will be very awkward and take a lot of, it's always just to spike your heart rate basically. Okay. Uh, but you will have some people that it's almost like a rest for them. They just really? can hit that zone. I'm not there to me. It, <laughs> it does shoot my heart rate up and yeah. um, it's, it's a, a lot of work, but that's probably the one piece of equipment you actually need because everything else, you know, it's barbells, plates, kettlebells, you know, uh, medicine balls, all of that stuff is there. Uh, I, recently uh, got some wrist wraps okay. just because I was getting a, an issue in my my wrist um, uh, for a couple of movements I just yeah. thought well I'll just put so I I will wear them if we're doing like a heavy snatch or something like that yeah just to give me a bit more support 
but then I always make sure not to wear them if we're then doing so occasionally we'll do something like in a workout we'll we'll work up to building up to a heavy single or a heavy two or something like that and then that's obviously quite slow moving if you know what I mean yeah. so you'll do like one lift you have a little break you do another lift you have a little break so we usually then have a kind of little finisher and it'll be something like uh, 30 snatches for time but at a much lighter weight so you okay. then it's you know much quicker you know you've just been you've just been practicing to snatch for the last half an hour now you've got five or ten minutes to see how many snatches you can do you know as, as quick as possible something like that yeah but you're going with a much lighter weight so once i strip the bar down and i'm going a lighter weight i will take the wrist wrap off because i i want to strengthen the, the muscles ligaments. there and those things yeah um, but i or at the same time i don't want to put them under too much tension then generally it's people wear or like knee wraps uh, yeah. knee sleeves elbow <laughs> sleeves it's pretty much depending on personal usually injury or issues that they have somebody who's got a you know a dodgy knee probably will wear something to correct a lot of people put like uh, lifting belts things like that yeah i don't personally mm. um i've been told in the past oh you could have lifted more if you'd used a belt i mm. generally prefer to feel like oh i can do it you know if i can't do it without a belt maybe yeah. i don't want to do it <laughs> i remember when i used to go to the gym like a lot and i'd always see these guys doing these massive lifts and they'd have a belt uh, straps on their knees straps on their elbows wrist straps even bits over their knuckles and uh, not their knuckles their sort of like finger joints wraps and stuff and i'm thinking you've got so much to protect yourself is it worth is it worth what you're you're risking what you're doing right now i just never liked that i thought it was it was too much like i just saw it i just thought you look silly <laughs> yeah i suppose the only other bit of kit that's can be good is um pad for yeah, pull-ups okay, and stuff like okay. that uh yeah. just because you're well obviously we're not at the moment but you usually you do either a lot of maybe it's pull-ups maybe it's muscle-ups maybe it's toaster bar yeah. or maybe it's even then you've got you know knee raises things like you're doing a lot of hanging from yeah. the, from a bar and there's a lot of sort of that movement of the hand and you'll just find that you'll get calluses you'll start to rip so some, yeah. some good grips can can be useful uh, and and even they actually will help you uh, because the bars are usually kind of coated so they're quite smooth yeah which means you have less grip on them so you yeah because you know me and uh, jack go climbing well yes. not at the moment i've uh <laughs> should hope, i should hope not <laughs> <laughs> not right now um i've been using my uh my chalk bag for like because i'm doing more at home i'm now using my chalk bag just around the house <laughs> so i'm doing more pull-ups and stuff i'm like having the chalk bag clipped onto my belt when you said i'm using the chalk bag just around the house i'm thinking well, you know when, I'm, when I'm you know making a cup of tea but a chalk up to take the kettle and uh... just makes it feel like i'm climbing again <laughs> um that's another place where um that's the reason i asked about equipment because when we first started climbing you don't have a chalk bag. You can't even really borrow one or a brush or anything, but you have to buy shoes because normal shoes just won't cut it. And it, I didn't like borrowing shoes because every time that you went, you're, you're never, ever guaranteed to get the same exact pair. So you're getting different brand, slightly different sizes uh, because different brands have different sizes and climbing shoes are weird. Some brands are say to go a, a full size smaller than your normal streetwear size and some would say a full size bigger or the same so you can never truly gauge what's possible in a particular shoe so 
it's why I got my own and my own chalkback. You feel a bit more like, you, and it's cheaper that way because you don't have to rent the stupid stuff. Um, yeah, I had to change my shoes when I went because I, <laughs> I I took I took a pair and I like put them on. Yeah, and I was like, and I said, cause, and Jack was saying to me, oh, you know, they should feel tight, and I'm like, yeah, okay, these feel ridiculously tight, like <laughs> these hurt. And I did yeah. one climb, and I was like. No way! This yeah. is, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my toes if I stay in these shoes. Yeah. So I went down. Yeah. And I was like, I just took these, but yeah, they do not fit. No. What's the next size? They they say that they should be tight but not uncomfortable. Because if you're uncomfortable, you're not enjoying yourself either. So it's silly. But some guys will wear stuff. Guys and gals will wear stuff way smaller than what they should even be be wearing to be a good climber. Uh, just because they think it's gonna. Uh, it does. It creates a smaller surface area, so you've got better grip and stuff. But you're just going to wreck your feet like a ballerina at the end of it. Um, so, last couple of questions, man, because I don't want it. I can't believe how this is the thing. When we talk, we we just talk and talk and talk, which is fine. Um, is there anyone uh, sort of like that you aspire to, like aesthetically, also like philosophy wise? I'm just always interested to see what. Who who inspires people from a from a fitness perspective? No, I I think um, not not really. Uh, actually, one of the nice things about about CrossFit is mm. you are competing with yourself all the time. So, yeah. you know, the the reason we're told to write down the times that we get is not to compare it to everybody else in the gym. It's to then compare it to yourself the next time you do a similar workout or the same workout. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, that's who you need to compare yourself to because like the top games athletes, mm. this is their life. That's all they do. They eat, sleep, train. They have sponsorship. They have people preparing their food for them because they're sponsored by you know meal prep co companies and things like that. So the idea to be like, oh, I want to be like that person yeah. is pointless. There is no way you'll be like, even within the local gym, there are a couple of guys that you could be like, well, maybe that's the person, you know, you know he's like me. He's probably not like me. Because again, if you've got more money, more time, you can, you know, afford to, to spend more time doing this as opposed to having to kind of manage other things. You can spend more money on, on the food that you want. You can you know, buy all this extra equipment and different stuff. You need. So I think ideally it's yourself. Uh, yeah. that, you know, there are people whose maybe work ethic you can, you can admire. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually had to do after doing like 18 episodes of or 17 episodes of interviewing everybody else. Yeah, uh, the owner decided I had to be interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, I did not like that, and he asked kind of a similar question. Mm. And I was, and we we spoke specifically about within the gym, and I was like, yeah, okay, like Matt, he's a good example because he's somebody who always, you know, follows the rules, doesn't he knows. Is you know technique comes first, and then you see over a long period of time because I, I've been there for three years now, so I can mm. see who has stuck at it, just worked hard, and is really yeah. good, and who's kind of come in and gone way too hard and yeah. left, and who's yeah. sort of you, know, you you see the different answer, and I think just that just consistency over time, uh, and that's what I hear back about myself from other people. You know, mm. it's one of the one of the people there who's sort of doing some coaching now and oh, nice. I used to train at 10 in the morning a lot. Mm. Um, and then I didn't see her for a long time because that I wasn't training at 10 anymore. 
and once she started coaching, she was doing the intro class at eight mm. o'clock in the evening, which is when I normally train now. And she was talking to me and just saying like, it's, you know, night and day <laughs> from when you yeah. started to now. And like, well, yeah, you got so much cool. stronger, you look different, like everything's yeah. changed. That's great because I am someone who has never gone in and done my own programming, never mm. gone in, you know, two, three times a day to try and get extra gains. No. I go in, I follow the programming. Yeah but I've done it nonstop for three years yeah. and it's resulted in all my numbers have gone up. Yeah. You know, I've put on weight, I can lift more weight. I can you know, pull myself up more times. I can do, you know, everything has gone in the way it should go. Yeah. yeah. If I really nailed in my diet and I'd been even oh, more know, careful and things like that, maybe it would be even better, but I yeah. can't really complain for how things have gone. No, but it's, that's a really good thing for like listeners to hear though. Um, consistency it doesn't mean you have to be perfect every day but it means consistency over a longer period of time you'll get to your goal but like you said if you really nailed in on your your exercise and your diet and did everything by the books you'd get there faster but you're still going to get there with consistency um so that's a good thing i think uh it makes it makes a huge difference though because i think a lot of people get to a stage where they might do a week, they might be two weeks and they're like, oh, I can't bother not seeing enough like results. It's like, it's not that quick. It takes a long time. And it often takes from other people's perspective to tell you, hey, you're looking good. Or hey, you've done this and you couldn't do that last time. Sometimes you almost get wrapped up in your own mind of what you can't do. Yeah, it also depends what you're looking for in your results because mm. some results do come incredibly quickly. Yeah. But they're probably not the results you're looking at. Um, so an example I've used in the past is actually of Rochelle when because yeah. we so we used we started so anybody listening who doesn't know who Rochelle is my wife so we actually <laughs> started um we started CrossFit at the same time yeah. uh, we actually went to the our first CrossFit class on our anniversary it was we had a baby sitter. we had a babysitter <laughs> we got to go out it was it was nice and that's how I know it's for years yeah okay. <laughs> I know that we got married in April so not yeah. three years ago, we've been married for 12 years, but mm. I, I know that every time my anniversary comes up, it's our anniversary and it's also another year I've been doing CrossFit. <laughs> another important anniversary. Yeah, it's, it's, con <laughs> it's convenient like that. But so I remember that we we hadn't been going that long, mm. um, but we we had to park outside of the t of town and then we walked into the center of Bath and we needed to get back to the car and Harvey wanted to run. He wanted to run to the car, didn't he? And Rochelle was like, oh, he wants to run. And she ran with him mm. and she ran to the car. And she was like, I just ran from the center to the car. Yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. And before that wasn't possible kind of thing. Yeah. Like, did she look any different? Maybe a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. But, that was, you know, that does take a lot of time because again, you're, you know, you're, you're building muscle slowly, you're losing fat. So your weight is fluctuating because muscle is obviously denser. So it weighs more. So if you're just looking at the scales, things don't necessarily change. You get, you know, newbie gains are a thing. So, yeah, yeah. and that's true of everyone. So maybe you, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you are losing weight, but you're also putting on a bit more muscle than most would when they first start working out. So, you know, you're thinking, oh, I lost weight last week. Now I've put weight back on or, you know, these trousers were loose yesterday and now they're a bit tight. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a good thing, though. Don't don't yeah. worry. You know, 
things will kind of all work out after a while yeah. but it just depends what you're looking at but if you're looking for a healthy lifestyle mm. probably you'll notice that things change a lot quicker than you think yeah. and, and and the you know the negative the same i'm sure many people when they first start kind of hit lockdown uh, a lot of people i know were drinking more and eating yeah. worse yeah and that's because we're all trapped at home go and do a workout and you'll see within one week how much yeah. you've lost because of a bad diet and it mm. kind of works in the other way if you clean up your diet you'll see that and you know you start exercising yes you will not have an instant transformation of your body but you'll probably notice that your performance will change and probably quite quickly a lot quicker than you think yeah not immediately not overnight but no. definitely quicker than you think and definitely quicker than aesthetically things will change yeah oh yeah man we have covered a lot i'm surprised at how how much i i wrote down initially I wasn't planning on do that much and i and i know we were gonna talk about anime and comics but people just really wanted to hear about well, what are we gonna talk about <laughs> tell me that <laughs> that's the next one mate that's the yeah get me back on I'm, I'm kind of angling for you know, I think you should have introduced me as future returning guest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if I want this to span more than 10 episodes, everyone has to be a returning guest. <laughs> I'm yeah. angling for that kind of returning guest, yeah, yeah, qua- yeah quasi co-host sort of, you know. 100%. I, I want to get to a stage where we're round tabling. So we've All got right. like 10 people, uh, but that might oh be God. a little bit more difficult. Um, but yeah, we'll work towards that. I'm going to get my friend Jimson on because uh, he just ran... Oh, he's run a couple. I think he's a couple, uh, at least the last one, the controversial Bath Half Marathon. Um, oh, yeah. So that'll be interesting to talk about. But just from a health perspective, he 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 did amazing. It's interesting you mentioned the Bath Half because, like, that's oh, yeah. that's something that a lot of people from the gym did that. Did they? Because yeah, because the whole original concept of CrossFit hmm. wasn't you. You weren't supposed to do CrossFit to be good at CrossFit. You are supposed to do CrossFit to be good at whatever the other thing you did was. So there's like a, a teen division and you now start having people come up from the teen division into kind of the mainstream, the the main big competition, and they're doing really well. Before that, you had people that were very fit coming in from other sports. Yeah. So this one was a swimmer and this one was a gymnast and this one, and then they had to learn whichever elements they didn't usually do in their sport and that's how they kind of got so you'd have someone who's really good you know on the bar so they're like knockout muscle ups and they're good on the rings and this, and they have to get strong doing weightlifting but the whole yeah. point was that it was you got fit to then use your fitness outside of the gym so that's why like a lot of people had signed up for the bath half or a lot of people are doing you know triathlons or other things because the whole idea is yeah you come to the gym every day you get all this fitness Mm. and now what do you do with it yeah you don't there's no point in just using it always in the gym so the whole like for me personally it's work and and you know home life and playing with the kids and things like that that's what where the fitness transfers over yeah Um, yeah so you know i'm climbing over walls and stuff when i'm working so i am literally doing a muscle up over a wall yeah there i can see the direct correlation between my training yeah. and my work and then at home picking up the kids carrying them around yeah. moving things you know that's the whole you know running with them yeah. so that's where you use the fitness outside other people are more you know maybe home life is different so they're yeah. a bit more focused on a specific goal 
something like the marathon and they train crossfit what together with their running program or whatever they're doing just because it helps build up endurance and mm. general you know, health and then they they go and apply it outside of mm. the the gym that's the yeah the core principle again functional fitness not functional fitness. It, it's got to function somewhere right yeah, yeah, <laughs> i just yeah. function in the gym no 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 i totally agree like i don't my my work obviously as a <clears throat> as a hairdresser i'm pretty much just stood up all day now it doesn't sound particularly difficult but it is kind of taxing on your back and your hips being stood up all day and i've noticed a, a huge difference in my uh, ability to deal with the pain especially with my my motorbike accident in, in my bag um due to the fact that i i train the way i do and if i didn't i don't think i would be able to do as much as i do or, or was able to do before before all this uh, indoors stuff happened <laughs> but yeah embrace it <laughs> i am man I'm, I'm trying to enjoy it as much as possible i'm 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 doing about an hour of calisthenics each morning, going for my hour walk straight after. That's all you can do. Try and do stuff. But I don't have two kids running around the house. No. So I feel like I have uh, twice as much time as you do. <laughs> I would say probably four times as much time as I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fair. I get my kind of, if I get, yeah, pretty much I'm doing, uh, the, the gym is still running workouts on Zoom. So okay. I've been doing uh, a lot of the, the home workouts over Zoom. I started coaching a couple of workouts for people. Nice. Um, Actually, I've seen on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did for a few friends in Italy that have obviously been in lockdown for a long time. Yeah. And also some here, uh, some friends around here. I just sort of recycle some of the old workouts I did that I think are, you know, very entry level, easy yeah. to follow. And if people enjoy that, helping Rochelle get back into doing it. Yeah. And then uh, one absolute maniac from the gym decided <laughs> that all of the, uh, well, like the, the core, there's kind of a core 8 p.m. group that yeah. are always there at 8. Uh, and he sort of proposed that we all do 100 burpees a day for 30 days. I have seen the 100 burpee thing. That's yeah. ridiculous, sir. How are you do Is your body not a slightly broken from the day before? Because it's hand release mm -hmm. burpees, isn't it? Straight down to the floor, hand release, straight back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their full, full burpees. Um, I did them. No, it's okay. Uh, I've just found it different times. I, I didn't like Sunday. I did them like at seven in the morning. So they were done before everything else of that day kind of thing. They were <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> I've done them a couple of times after the workout. Yeah. Which that's... is also grueling. And yeah. then I've done them a few times when it was like the only exercise I did that day was 100 burpees and I did them midday and they were fine. Yeah. Uh, usually like best time is around six minutes uh, and on like an after workout one, it's sort of 7.40, something like that. No. And then just one day I did, uh, a, a guest on my podcast had talked about it and he'd said, oh yeah, I saw you doing them and I tried them, mm. but he did a 10 minute EMOM. So like an every minute on the minute of 10 oh. burpees yeah so we okay. set up 10 minutes and you just did 10 burpees at the start of every minute yeah uh, and i did that so much easier yeah but obviously it takes you you know nine and a half minutes as opposed to six and a half minutes so that's the, <laughs> the well, big difference me and um my friend uh guy did something similar when we were in uh norway we were doing a lot of like um mountain stuff in norway but every morning 
because that was pretty much just cardio to try and keep up our strengths up because he does a lot of uh, jujitsu um and like to try and keep up our our strength we were getting up at the same time early doing pretty much to failure press-ups pretty much to to failure sort of like squats uh so what a hundred push-ups a hundred squats and then a run it, it was it <laughs> then was, did your no, hair fall out no no it was not the Saitama workout but i think i think next time you're on we should definitely discuss the training uh regimen in our some of our favorite animes like i want to look at um Saitama's workout i also want to chat to you about um deku's workout where he's just moving garbage off of a off of a beach for like however many weeks, um, yeah, we could definitely hit some and see the realistic applications of anime you, workouts. <laughs> so I, I know you you mentioned, and I, I was a little bit shocked by the reaction of your sister when you okay. mentioned buff buff dudes. Yeah, I know. See, I love buff dudes. I think they're brilliant. It doesn't sound particularly right when I'm saying it. The channel. <laughs> The channel on YouTube, Buff Dudes, that is the name. <laughs> but there's a another YouTube channel. I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, I'll, write it I'll have to, I, off the top of my head, I think he's called Jack's. I want to say he's like Blade, maybe the surname or something like that. I'll, I'll have Jack to. Um, Blade. That's an amazing name. But he has, <laughs> he's, a, he's a, a, a personal trainer, but has okay. lit, but is also obsessed with anime. Nice. And he has literally done these workouts. Really? So he's done the Satama workout. He's done different what he's he's got a load of videos up where it's like, would it work? And he or then he also breaks down like the physiology of certain characters and like, oh this guy is you know very muscular, maybe we shouldn't like for what he's doing, that wouldn't be the right body type or you yeah, know, yeah. Wouldn't be he's, yeah, he takes it very it's like kind of a sports science approach yeah. to it. Well, it's um, like if, if, it, if you had Spider-Man's workout to get Spider-Man's aesthetics and what he would yeah. do. Traditionally, you would focus very heavily on core and legs because that's what a, he literally jumps everywhere. So that's what a spider does, right? They've got yeah. eight legs. Yeah. Of course exactly. they're focusing on legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got me there. <laughs> yeah. And core, they need to work on that. They have a really big core. <laughs> they are just a core and legs. <laughs> I um one of the guys that I follow and I follow his routine as well. Um Al Cavadlo. Um him and his brother Danny Cavadlo, they've done a few books together and they are they are pretty much as much as I can gauge purely body weight and they're very natural in their approach to nutrition as well. Um so I'd I'd recommend to anyone listening and yourself to check them out. Um they're very cool as well. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you again for tuning in for episode two uh, of Overwhelming Strength is Boring. Um, and we will catch you next time. Um, but I'm hoping to get uh, one of my friends on uh, called Luke Jimson next time, uh, who's a marathon runner and, and a very old friend of mine. We have known each other from kids. So we will see you then. So I say thank you to our guest, Jason. Thanks again, mate. Thank you, Pete. Thank you. I'll see you guys later. Bye.